G'day, welcome to Partakers. Today we start a new series, recording a small book written by one of the very greats of church history. It is A Simple Way to Pray by Martin Luther. Prayer, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments and the Creed. A letter to his barber, Master Peter Beskendorf, written in the spring of the year 1535. I will tell you as best I can what I do personally when I pray. May our dear Lord grant to you and to everybody to do it better than I. Amen. First, when I feel that I have become cool and joyless in prayer because of other tasks or thoughts, for the flesh and the devil always impede and obstruct prayer. I take my little psalter, hurry to my room, or, if it be the day and the hour for it, to the church where a congregation is assembled, and as time permits, I say quietly to myself and word for word the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and if I have time, some words of Christ or of Paul, or some Psalms, just as a child might do. It is a good thing to let prayer be the first business of the morning and the last at night. Guard yourself carefully against those false deluding ideas which tell you, wait a little while, I'll pray in an hour. First I must attend to this or to that. Such thoughts get you away from prayer into other affairs which so hold your attention and involve you that nothing comes of prayer for that day. It may well be that you may have some tasks which are as good or better than prayer, especially in an emergency. There is a saying ascribed to St. Jerome that everything a believer does is prayer, and a proverb, he who works faithfully prays twice. This can be said because a believer fears and honours God in his work and remembers the commandment not to wrong anyone or to try to steal, defraud or cheat. Such thoughts and such faith undoubtedly transform his work into prayer and a sacrifice of praise. On the other hand, it is also true that the work of an unbeliever is outright cursing, and so he who works faithlessly curses twice. While he does his work, his thoughts are occupied with a neglect of God and violation of his law, how to take advantage of his neighbour, how to steal from him and defraud him. What else can such thoughts be but out-and-out -out curses against God and man which makes one's work and effort a double curse, by which a man curses himself. In the end, they are beggars and bunglers. It is of such continual prayer that Christ says in Luke 11, Pray without ceasing, because one must unceasingly guard against sin and wrongdoing, something one cannot do unless one fears God and keeps his commandment in mind. As Psalm 1 says, Blessed is he who meditates upon his law day and night. Yet we must be careful not to break the habit of true prayer and imagine other works to be necessary which, after all, are nothing of the kind. Thus, at the end, we become lax and lazy, 
cool and listless toward prayer. The devil who besets us is not lazy or careless, and our flesh is too ready and eager to sin, and is disinclined to the spirit of prayer. When your heart has been warmed by such recitation to yourself, and is intent upon the matter, kneel or stand with your hands folded, and your eyes toward heaven, and speak or think as briefly as you can. O Heavenly Father, dear God, I am a poor unworthy sinner. I do not deserve to raise my eyes or hands toward thee or to pray. But because thou hast commanded us all to pray and hast promised to hear us, and through thy dear Son Jesus Christ has taught us both how and what to pray, I come to you in obedience to your word, trusting in your gracious promise. I pray in the name of my Lord Jesus Christ, together with all the saints and Christians on earth, as he has taught us, our Father who art, etc., through the whole prayer, word for word. Then repeat one part, or as much as you wish, perhaps the first petition, Hallowed be thy name, and say, Yes, Lord God, dear Father, hallowed be thy name, both in us and throughout the whole world. Destroy and root out the abominations, idolatry, and heresy of the Turk, the Pope, and of all false teachers and fanatics who wrongly use thy name in scandalous ways. Take it in vain and horribly blaspheme it. They insistently boast that they teach thy word and the laws of the church, though they really use the devil's deceit and trickery in your name to wretchedly seduce many poor souls throughout the world, even killing and shedding much innocent blood. And in such persecution, they believe that they render you a divine service. Dear Lord God, convert and restrain. Convert those who are still to be converted, that they with us and we with them may hallow and praise your name, both with true and pure doctrine and with a good and holy life. Restrain those who are unwilling to be converted, so that they be forced to cease from misusing, defiling, and dishonouring your holy name, and from misleading the poor people. Amen. That's it for this week. Next Sunday we continue on with this little letter. Thanks for joining us on Partakers. Come back every day to www.partakers.co.uk where there is something added to help you as a Christian disciple in the 21st century. See you later.